Oh, what's up, guys? Funny seeing you here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what's up, guys? Episode, actually, episode 16. Because last episode I said episode 16. And uh, but this episode is actually episode 16. What's up to the people on Patreon? Guess who found out how to video edit this guy? So, anyways, um, I think by the time this vid- this podcast comes out, the commercial might be out. We shot a commercial, mm-hmm. so it's either out already or it's coming. Mm-hmm. So, be ready for that. Thank you for the people on Patreon that are already subscribed. You know who you are. So. Let's get this episode started. So we have a new thing. Format. We have a new format going on with the podcast. So here's what we're going to be doing. This is the first time we're doing this, and I'm really excited about doing it and actually making it a, I don't want to say a real film podcast, but actually doing what film podcasts do. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick a director and pick two other movies and then on one episode, we're going to review one of the movies, and on the next episode, we're going to do the other. And so every two weeks, we're going to switch out directors, and uh, that's just how it'll be. So eventually, we might take requests if anybody wants a certain director. We'll do two of their movies. But uh, that's just how it's going to be. And I'm just realizing when I came up with that idea that I'm going to have to say this every single episode. That here on know This Really Matters, what we do is, you know what I mean? Here's what we do, so in case there's new listeners and shit. But anyways, uh, so that's what we're going to do. So this week, uh, for our very first, this is a very special episode to me, because it's, and to all of us, because it's the first director we're choosing, the first film we're doing from that director. It's a very special film, a very special, just like, has a place in your heart kind of director for me, and I'm sure Rob as well. Mm-hmm. And Menda, maybe. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the film, the, should we say the director first? No, the director we chose is John Carpenter. And it's unbelievable how much of an inspiration and, and everything he does, because he's a multifaceted person. And, uh, that's the word, right? Mm-hmm. Multifaceted? Multifaceted, yeah. You can use multiple. He's if there's a, a multi- more specific term in cinem- cinematography, maybe, I don't know. But he's he does a lot of cool shit, and he's really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. So John Carpenter is the uh, director of choice for these next two weeks. And uh, at the end of this episode, you'll find out what we're doing next week. And uh, yeah, so the first movie we're doing from John Carpenter is The Thing that came out in 1982. Yes, not the remake. Not the remake. And actually, it's not a remake. Uh, it's the, a not prequel. the prequel. It's a prequel. Not the prequel. Which isn't bad. I haven't seen it. It's actually not terrible. But we're doing the OG 1982. Mm-hmm. The original. Uh, the Thing. I got to buy another one of those shirts. Of The Thing? Because you had the... Mm-hmm. I also, for the people watching, I have it tattooed. The poster. Mm-hmm. You guys see it? Hold on. The head. Right there. This is why people get tattoos on their arms. So yeah, for the people on the <laughs> for the people on the Patreon just saw my tattoo of the poster of the thing, tattooed by tattoos by McG. Yes, absolutely. So uh, go hit him up on Instagram, tattoos by McG. Yeah. Anyways, his, his and leg sleeve is pretty freaking. Is oh, is it a pant leg? It's half movies. Would you do you call it a leg sleeve or a leg pant? A leg sleeve. Okay. 
That's a good question, though. But it's leg sleep. Mm-hmm. You know why I'm asking that? Yeah. It's like it's uh, it could be that. Yeah. A pants sleeve. Yeah, a pants like oh this. You my... can't say sleeve because the sleeve oh. is oh it's already arm. Your yeah. leg pant pant leg pant leg. That that's uh, not. But you know tat what I mean. Pant pant it, tat. So never mind. <laughs> never mind. Pant tat. Maybe. But we'll, anyways, we'll figure it out. We'll workshop on. it. We'll workshop it. So <laughs> so yeah, the thing uh, actually this tattoo. I don't know if you guys knew, uh, if you, Rob and Menda, not the people listening, uh, this is the tattoo that me and Josh have matching tattoos of. Of the thing? Yeah. That's pretty sick. We both have this. Josh is following me on uh, Instagram. Shout out to Josh. And he, no, he's been following the pod. Unless he just follows Yeah, I think he's been following the pod. But anyways, me and Josh, matching tattoos, because we're best friends. Mm -hmm. Anyways. (laughs) Ha! Yay! (laughs) So, uh, yeah. The thing, 1982, let's get this started. I'm going to look at my notes and answer the questions at the same time. Yes. So let me just start by saying, let me describe the movie for the people who either need a recap or need a, a revisit or whatever, whatever. And uh, uh, we're talking about The Thing, 1982, directed by John Carpenter, which is one of his most known films, mm-hmm. released, also released the same day as Blade Runner. The same exact day, 1982. Oh, wow. And who directed Blade Runner? Ridley Scott. Yes, that's who it is. Sci-fi God. So, I'll, f- I'll first ask, what was it like for both of you guys? What was it like seeing it for the first time? I was disgusted. <laughs> what was it like? So, what was it like for the first time? How many times have you seen it? And what was it like revisiting? I've seen that movie maybe eight times, mm-hmm. eight or nine times. I How old say. were you when you first saw it? I was like in my 20s. I was in the Air Force. Oh, so it wasn't like childhood yeah. shit? I, from what I remember, it was like when I was in the Air Force already. Mm-hmm. It might have been earlier, maybe like when it came on Stars or something, but mm-hmm. I don't but know. But your first time like Remembering and like and sitting like down most likely finish. was the deployment 2011, mm-hmm. sitting down like this like, movie's I, disgusting. Yeah. I'm about to get sick. And then but revi- I loved it. <laughs> and then revisiting it. It's such a good... Did revisiting it this time after doing a film podcast, mm-hmm. I now look at it... Oh, movies for me. <laughs> I look at it with a different lens now, and I can see the... Not cinematography. I, you know, I love 80s movies. I feel like this movie was the beginning of 80s acting. Where it's like that, it's not over the top. In like, a way. But like Almost Kurt Russell was like, Kurt Russell, first of all, is the action hero god. So this yeah. was 1981, so literally at the beginning Two. of the 80s. 82? Yeah. Is it 80s? It's 82, okay. 1982. Yeah. So it's like at the beginning of the 80s. Yeah. So and That's like the where we get action heroes when they move hard like when he presses the flame and they door, say he's things like, are, just wait till we watch or till we review uh, Escape from New York <laughs> two Kurt Russell movies I just realized that you tell me what the fuck it is then <laughs> so the thing 1982 that's what we're doing and uh let's get this shit started so for me I'll say for me uh watching this film for the first time I was maybe 12 or 13 that was around the same time I was in the kick of new like just watching horror movies i've never seen before and uh like when i was getting into george a romero and and then i found out about john carpenter which i knew i was just getting over my fear of michael myers 
and because I was deathly af- afraid of Michael Myers when I was young, and uh, go I, look, listen, I don't know what episode that is. The allegory of Michael the, Myers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's episode Four, thirteen or thirteen 14. or fourteen. Yes, where I talk about my fear and the story of actually in real Halloween. detail. And uh, yeah, my first time watching the film was like terror i was terrified like everyone was the first time they watched the thing and uh not really know and that's a uh, element of the film is but i didn't know it at the time because i'm a little ass kid but like not really knowing what i'm scared of except for what the reactions of the people are you know mm-hmm. which is that's the point of the film but when i was a kid i was like what the fuck is going on like kind of thing right but uh that's what i was thinking is just that's the beauty of the film and actually it's a uh, John Carpenter's favorite film that he's made. Really? Yeah. And so it's it's cool knowing that, you know, and you see his masterful. And it was, the movie was actually loosely based off of a novel uh, in the 1930s. It came out in the 1930s, or I want to say. But it, yeah, it's loosely based off that book. And, and the book is pretty dope. It starts off, there's a part in the movie where they do the autopsy. You know, it's about maybe almost the beginning, I'd say where they do the autopsy on the first thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that's mm-hmm. where the book starts off. So everything before that is like John Carpenter's vision. And also the mm-hmm. movie the movie went through a bunch of directors because nobody had, like, I guess the right vision. Obviously nobody had the right vision because John Carpenter pulled that shit off. But uh, no one, the, the production companies didn't like what the directors were doing, and I don't know, just the feel of it and the vibe of it that they wanted to put out. But John Carpenter is John Carpenter. So he did his thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and this is also the first film he didn't score himself, which is uh, surprising that we chose this. I don't, I don't remember much music in this one as like a normal John Carpenter movie. Not as much as a normal John Carpenter movie, but that's because he got, um, for my cinephiles out there, Ennio Morricone. Mm-hmm. And. Because I was thinking, if you if you score your own films and that, those are the highlights of your films, and you and you choose a film that you're not going to score it, who else would you choose except Ennio Morricone? Which, for people who don't know who that is, he's the one who did the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, okay. which is one of the most iconic scores of all time. And uh, it's just it's awesome seeing that Ennio Morricone doing his thing, and it was super well, you mm-hmm. know, like. I love the end credits, like synth bass, like ending, and yes. it's, it's just, it just seems so cool. But uh, revisiting it for me uh, makes me realize uh, just how like mass masterful it is, and um, just how worth it it is to revisit classics. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out why the storyline is so captivating. Is it because it's like one of the first of its kind, like the unknown alien threat? Well, no, there's been, like, parasite movies from the There's, 50s. like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, like, but this was, like, outside of humans. Mm-hmm. Well, it was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but, like, on a million. Yeah, this was John Carpenter's, basically. Yeah, it was, like, like on a million. And, and, and like, and it was even with the special effects. Nothing, nothing was the, super the, gory like that until, like, he did nasty. Like, gory is different than, like... You're doing stuff out of my fucking nightmares, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the d- biggest difference. Rob, Rob Bottin did the uh, makeup and special effects. 
and uh, the budget for the thing was f- like fifteen million dollars, mm-hmm. and one point five million of it went into special special effects and makeup. Thank God, because and actually, uh, Rob Bottin checked himself into a hospital for exhaustion after making the film, and that proves and it shows, you know, like how much effort they put into it and how good it still and it still holds up. Mm-hmm. That's why I said you see how masterful it is when you revisit it. And how worth it it is to revisit the classics. So, and like this is one of those movies where it's like everyone knows about it or has heard of it, and not everyone has maybe seen it. But if you have, you know, you know it's one of the greatest yes. horror movies yes. of all time. But even if you haven't seen it, you know it's like uh, it's just just in there with one of the greatest horror movies, and it and it shows when you revisit it. And it's always worth it to watch The Godfather and Jaws, and you see how good those movies are. And it's not just old people saying, oh, they're really good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for the people, I'm going to do a little uh, a summary, a synopsis of the film. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be, a, <laughs> I'm going to be talking for a little bit, but this is just what the movie, now I'm summarizing the movie for the people who need a recap, for the people who need a refreshment on what the movie, what happens in the movie. Or if anybody wants to watch it and you need, Synopses usually. I'm giving away everything. Are you gonna do this? I'm, gonna, I'm doing a plot summary right now. Oh, okay, all right. So what are you gonna do a synopsis? No, I got a, a whole film summary fucking wrote out. So the film opens in Antarctica in 1982 with a Norwegian helicopter tracking a running sled dog through the snow, shooting at it. Leads it leads the chopper to an American research base. The pilot lands. Exit the helicopter, shoots the dog and accidentally, or shoots at the dog and accidentally hits one of the Americans, while the passenger of the helicopter tries to throw a grenade and ends up blowing up the helicopter because it slipped out of his hand. And then the Americans are like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Like, who are these people? Kind of thing. And then so uh, the Americans take off to investigate the Norwegian base to check things out. They find a, like a malformed corpse. That's what I wrote down. They decide to bring it back to their own base. While giving it an autopsy, the doctor detects normal human organisms inside this weird humanoid figure. Later, the dog that was being chased was wandering around the base, and then they locked it inside the cage with the rest of the dogs they have. But the dog then starts to turn into the thing, which the creature, whatever you want to call it, and infect the rest of the dogs. The crew then has to kill the dogs and incinerate their bodies and then learn that the organism is infecting hosts and transforming themselves and becoming perfect replicas of the former bodies. They discover an excavation site where they buried a UFO and they all suspect that an invasion is taking place. The organism starts to make its way through the crew, leading to suspicion and paranoia of who's infected and who's not. After so much drama and paranoia and people being killed off, McCrady, which is Kurt Russell's character, and the others decide to blow up the entire station, but as they set up the explosives, one of the guys transforms into the massive thing, creature, whatever. And um, McCready flips the switch and ends up blowing up the creature and station and everything. And so he's sitting there at the side of the wreckage, and uh, Childs, the person played by Keith David, appears saying he got lost in the snowstorm while he was out getting rid of the people, but they, they eye each other in suspicion, and the film closes with a with Childs drinking whiskey or gasoline for people who are on the Reddit thread, you know what I mean? And McGrady starts chuckling, end of film. So that's the thing. So 
Yeah. What was your favorite scene, your most rewatchable scene? What you Dog like? scene. When you first see... Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. When you, that's what made that movie... When I first saw the dog's head split in half, and and it was like... And it made, it's the noise that it makes. Mm-hmm. That is like it's, when it... It's, it's so not a quick train. Yeah. It's not a quick change. It's like this parasite is hurting these organisms that yeah. it's in. Like, cause a lot of the people when they when he changed some of the people, they would be screaming and shit. They're like, oh, yeah. and it's like Jesus Christ, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah, it's it's the dog scene for sure when it splits in half, because I feel like that dog started the dogs from Resident Evil, and it's a huge inspiration for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then the tentacles coming out of the dog. Yeah, like it's just, ugh. I would have to say the the my favorite part is either that, or like or the ending when it's very like they kind of know you, what's going uh-huh. on, but you don't know for sure if they know what's going on, but you kind of like suspect everything, and that's because that that's the part where you're like, how the fuck did you get lost in the snow yeah. and you're okay in Antarctica? Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, dude. And so, which yeah. is crazy because now we're talking about the thing out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically that movie I just watched super deep is a thing but underground not mm. in from space there's a a, th- a little not theory but it's kind of like a weird connection that I saw on the internet that the hateful eight is basically the thing but western cause you don't know who the who poisoned the mm-hmm, the coffee mm-hmm. and so that it's it's super like a cool connection. It's the same thing with maybe Reservoir Dogs. It's actually a very anxiety-inducing movie to think mm-hmm. the, because you don't. You're like, who the fuck is it? Yeah. Like, um, uh, a monster that can, that a monster that's a monster that you've never seen. Like even yeah. in the, the body snap. That's a fucking. It better dust, not be a thunderstorm. A dust storm. Oh God, haboo. For my Phoenix people, you know what's up. Yeah, you already know Haboob. <laughs> it's a Habooby thing, you know? So, uh, yeah. And I, I just while we picked John Carpenter and we picked the thing that we're doing first, my first thought was like, it's funny that we're doing, this is the first movie we're doing after a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And how the, par- the paranoia part is what I thought, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. when like, when you couldn't sneeze around people, you couldn't mm-hmm. cough. Because, like, sneezing mm-hmm. was, like, saying the N-word. Everyone was like, whoa, whoa. Right. Like, like dude, like, I remember when it first started. <laughs> funny story real quick for those people who were COVID deniers. This is a <laughs> funny story. When this dude was like, oh, man, it's a bunch of bullshit. He would come around me, like, fake cough. And I was like, yo, don't do that. Like, I'm not, I don't play around. You can think that's not serious. Yeah. Dude, tell me why he catches COVID and he's like, I literally almost died. Like, he thought he was going to. He was like, hey, man, COVID's real. Like, be careful. I was like, oh, I've been careful. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? That's why I didn't get it. That's like, for sure. But those movies always do show you, like, one, they get me all, like, worked up because. It was all paranoia. Some Discovery Channel stuff has talked about, like, if we drill into the ice, you may potentially like release bacteria that yeah. the human race hasn't seen in millions of mm-hmm. years, and it'll just fucking wipe us out. That's one of the uh, theories for the end of the humanity. Mm-hmm. That's either gonna come from space or come from in, inside the Earth. Mm-hmm. Some bacteria that's gonna the, wipe yeah, us out. Yeah, the Black Plague is frozen mm-hmm. in the north, somewhere in the North Pole. That movie that we just seen had that. 
concept in it. There was like un it was unfreezing, and then the alien things came out. And we're like, oh yeah, the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. Oh, the new that's one. what it's about. I haven't yes. seen it. You so. really just told the end, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but nobody's gonna watch it. It's an Amazon movie. But do you have any uh, favorite quotes? Which is an interesting question because I feel like this movie could have been a silent film. And it's still- hey, oh, you know when you yeah. said that, I was like, when we were talking about '80s action stars, I was like, this was the like the king of one-liner movies. Mm-hmm. There was very little dialogue, and it didn't have to because like it could have been a, it could have been pulled off like with a different director as a silent film because there's not a lot of dialogue, but you still like see the everything. music does a lot of the work. Mm-hmm. Fuck, we get it, dude. Jesus Christ. So it, my the only one I came up with as a favorite quote was at the very beginning. When he was playing chess, and it which it kind of connects with the paranoia aspect, mm-hmm. but when he was playing chess on the computer, and he pours the his drink into the fucking system, he's like cheating, bitch, because he was. <laughs> that's like my. Favorite he was mad because he fucking <laughs> lost, and I, I just thought that shit was hilarious. But that's one of my favorite quotes that when I was rewatching it, I was like, "That's fucking hilarious." The the remake or not the remake, the prequel has way more dialogue, mm-hmm. way more dialogue, because uh, you, I just. What they probably say in there? I can't remember many lines. What time to burn, bitch, or some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Like see you in hell or some shit or yeah. The only quotables was when they were explaining what the fuck the alien is. Because yeah. when I first saw that movie, I was like, that is a terrifying thought process. Mm-hmm. They're like, I think it's an organism that lives inside of us and can copy you down to the molecular level. Yeah, it's ins- it's it's insane. Like how. Just how it was like executed and how well like explained everything was and you weren't like confused mm-hmm. and that's why it still holds up is because it's not like only few will understand and it. it's not like ambiguous or too like too like just like cultish or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just perfectly executed and and it's well deserved for all the the popularity it has and um yeah, it's just like um. As far as the visual, for visual's sake, like, the makeup and everything, which I was comparing it to, which I was going to ask you, like, David Cronenberg versus J- John Carpenter, of, like, the when you watch The Fly, mm-hmm. or if you watch The Thing, like, that, those are two good competing, yes. like, visual effects. Because yes, absolutely. they're both, like, make you want to fucking it just... just be like, it oh. makes your stomach right. turn. Like you said, I think that was, like, the very beginning of that, like, very... Visually gory because mm-hmm. you watch like, like video drone and hurt. yeah and and I just looking at the stills from like IMDb like disgusting like it it was just insane and it's crazy that like because the film didn't do too popular when it came out Mm-mm. it because the budget was fifteen and I think it made like nineteen right like gross it's disgusting yeah and it, but it's just it's aged. Yeah. Very well, which is the 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 what makes it so great mm-hmm. is that it's time. It's such a timeless movie and such a simple concept, and it's just cool um, that I'm you know like I am like I'll watch the thing like that could be a go to for anybody. You know what I mean? Right. So that's why I like movies from the eighties because they really started to tap into fear. Like mm-hmm. kind of fucking scare people. They went into more psychological instead yeah. of like yeah. ch- like cheap thrills. They used psychological and then still mixed it in with like sci-fi, like aliens. Right. You know, it's like mm-hmm. 
Because alien, alien, alien is like that's one of my favorite. It's terrifying because there's only one alien, mm-hmm. and you rarely see him, but you hear him. Mm-hmm. When that the Ridley Scott episodes we're gonna do are gonna be, yeah, <laughs> it's already gonna be Blade Runner and Alien. That's gonna be the two movies for sure. Blade Runner, you know we gotta do Blade Runner. But anywho, uh, but the, the thing, thing, 1982. Next, what's our other uh, topics? De- the Dion Waiters of the film. I came up with that because it's someone who fucking Winston who comes in for a few minutes, c- comes in for a few minutes, kills it and dips. Winston, I don't know his real name in real life. You know from Ghostbusters, the other guy. <laughs> yes, but my if you want to pick mine was the dog at the beginning. <laughs> That's a good ass dog, dude. Like low key, because I actually did fucking research on it and how uh, the dog that they used was actually half wolf and half husky. I'm getting this thing and the other thing confused. This was uh, Keith David. Keith David, yeah. Yeah. But he's not, all, like, barely in the film. He's, like, a character in the film. When does he die? He doesn't. He's at the end. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, the dog is uh, actually half wolf and half husky. And the dog... The other black guy. <laughs> That's why I said he's the other guy. That is a beautiful dog. It's it's half wolf, half husky, and it wasn't even fully trained, which makes it even better that, you know, like, because the dog would, like, hit points, you know what I mean, for acting? Yeah. But, like, it wasn't fully trained, so, like, on set, they had to be, like, so if the dog, like, stops and, like, starts, like, getting, like, you look, it looks like it's, like, thinking to itself, mm-hmm. that said don't make any sudden moves or anything, because it's not fully trained, and it's half wolf. So like, yes. Yeah, so like, don't move if it just like stays still, or it starts like snarling a little bit. But I just thought the dog was a good actor, because I don't know, it was just dope seeing a performance by a dog being good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyways, great film. We talked about Dark Knight Rises last week, but if we really want to talk about open-ended op- open films. The small part worked in this movie. Were there really any small parts? Not small. There was just, I mean, it was just people uh, being killed off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the only one I could think of was the dog. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know. But, um, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but casting would, like, who? Do you think anyone could have replaced Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell in the 80s is hard to beat, That's man. hard to replace. Yeah. That's hard to beat. Kurt Russell in the 80s? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, this dude, is, dude, it's hard to beat Kurt no, Russell but, in but, 2020. But Kurt Russell in the 80s, we, we get it mixed up because he wasn't an action hero yet. He wasn't an action hero until later. Escape from New York is basically what made him an action hero. And when did that come out? What? Escape from it New came York. out after the thing. I, wa- I want to say 84, 83. I don't, I, I can't remember Escape from New York. But I don't think anybody ever starts out as an action star. Mm-hmm. But I will say that this film. Because this wasn't even really action. He did a lot of, a flamethrower is pretty action-y. But, uh, but compared to 
his action films. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's because they came later. Huh? 86? Okay. That's because I feel like they just kept upping the ante with him. Oh, Escape? No, that's Escape from L.A. Escape from New York came earlier than that. Definitely came earlier. We should have done that. We're not even supposed to be talking about Escape from New York. Oh, 81. 81. So this came before. Yeah. A year, a year before. So he was an action star. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. Because it, I, when I say, but this action wasn't star, an action. But still, this it, was even an action role compared to Escape from New York. No, no. It, it, it. Let me say this. This he's was like not a your, calm he's not thr- your This average, was just a thriller. He wasn't your average scientist in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's why I would say he was an action. Because you're surrounded by a bunch of nerds, and you're the one who says. Hey man, we gotta set some shit on fire and blow some shit mm-hmm. up. So uh, get it the fuck together. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would. He's not an action star in this movie, but he's the most he actionable. Has, he, he has action parts. Yeah, he's the most. I'm saying he's the one who takes the most action. Let me yeah. say that everybody As else is kind of like everybody else is kind of like Ooh. everyone else is kind of following his lead. Yeah, even the guy who who runs the who's like with the dogs. Exactly. And shit. He's like, hey, we should listen to McCready. Exactly. And so. And then I just always see the flamethrower scene. That scene is just iconic. That's to super me. iconic. Like, there's no other like, like stills wise. Yeah. There's no like when I think of the thing, right. that it's for sure it's like the flame him around the fire and yeah. And it's super. It's just iconic. All around iconic movie. Him being outside, the explosions. It's just yeah. You're right. It wasn't that he wasn't an action actor, but he, he was. Just, the he most, just had action parts. Yeah. Really. It kept you engaged. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they... I don't want to say they got Kurt Russell for it, because they could have gotten anybody, but I feel like... Just in case, guys, the power might go out. <laughs> the wind is blowing, the wind is blowing super like hard. crazy hard right now. But um, I don't want to say they got Kurt Russell for it, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like eye candy. Where mm. it's yeah, like, I couldn't think of any he, other person. But, but that's what. But what I mean is, like, when you're watching it, it wasn't too distracting that it was Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Like, cause was he, he Kurt Russell yet at this point? Maybe not. Not Kurt Russell, we know, obviously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, he just wasn't fucking Kurt Russell. No. He was just kind of like, oh, he's done some solid fucking. Yeah, movies. exactly. But um, it wasn't distracting from Escape. He wasn't a fucking Snake Plissken from Escape mm-hmm. from New York. He was this McGrady scientist. So it's just cool how we pulled off the role. But now that we talk about recasting, I think Eddie Murphy could have been Childs, fucking Keith David's character, <laughs> as a serious role. Because seeing him in 48 Hours, when that came out in 19... 19- that also came out in 1982, when Eddie Murphy was, like, 19... I want to say that would have been because of 48 hours, 48 hours. Yeah. Was his good serious role and him doing like a more like a more serious role would have been interesting as fuck to see. Yeah. See, but that's, there's a limit to his, there was another movie he was, where he was a negotiator. I can't remember the movie, but he was a negotiator. And I was like, I don't know. Seeing him, as a, like in a serious role would have been very good, to, especially in that Keith David uh, role. That would have been pretty cool to see, in my opinion. That I don't been, know, that man. That would have been cool. Because I like seeing comedy actors. Now, you know, especially not... when Eddie Murphy was like starting out like youngest person on SNL. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would have been fucking dope to see. 
But I don't know. But Keith David, I'm going to say he did do a really good job. He did. But just like what I can think of was like other black actors, which there was only like three back then. I wish it was... Uh, or wish... Uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. That wouldn't be bad at all. Carl Weathers in there? That would have been fucking sick. I can't think of anybody else. That would, really. that would that would like really nail it. You know what I mean? I guess Carl Weathers would be like the closest thing for his character, because he has that serious, that gritty tone, the same as Keith David does. So, yeah. And then as far as uh, who had the best performance in the movie. Ernie Hudson. I wanted to get his name correct. Ernie from Ghostbusters? Yes, I kept calling him Winston. His name is Ernie <laughs> Hudson. That's why I got so quiet. I didn't want to keep calling him fucking Winston. But uh, <laughs> Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson would have that, made... I think he would have made an amazing child. That that would be good. That's why I saw him in the role. I honestly just replaced Keith David in my head with him. <laughs> you were just not like, just that's Ernie the Hudson movie. for sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was definitely... Because it's just... That role is so suiting for it, him it's it's and the role itself is very like uh that's a staple it's like mm-hmm. it's such a important role i don't know how to describe it like it's, yeah it's like that under, end scene is with the two of them looking at each other and when the part when he like for the theorist when people say it's gasoline it's like because what's his name uh, McGrady, Kurt Russell hands him over the bottle at the end. Probably a Molotov. And probably because he was making Molotovs earlier mm-hmm. in the movie, and he drinks it, and uh, uh, what's his name? McGrady starts laughing, chuckling, and then it goes up to that wide shot of the place burning down, and then end of film. But it was either whiskey or or gasoline. That's what why it's open ended because mm-hmm. you don't know if he's that's open ended. Yeah, if you don't know if he's the thing, or if they're both just paranoid and none of them are the thing. So that's probably top five open ended, mm-hmm. open ended films in the yeah. Of that all time. is open ended for sure. Let's not bring up last week. I just wanted to for a split second. I want people to tell us who was right. None of us. Everybody, I was. None of us were right. <laughs> everybody I called, they said, or everybody who called me, it was like, yeah, dude, never even thought that. Well. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> it just, I guess it depends on who you are. <laughs> Anyways, The Thing, rated on a scale of one through five, five stars, I guess. What the hell, five? Five perfect movie? Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, I agree, but. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything. It's not I, even, it wasn't even too fucking dark at any point. Like, I could see everything <laughs> yeah. all the time. It wasn't like a super, which is crazy. Because it was at night mostly. Shot on mm-hmm. film. Which is like insane. Like Super Eight, I can't see shit in that movie. A great movie too. It is, but I can't see shit. When uh, love that long ass movie too. When I watched, when you guys brought over the kids, yeah, and uh, you guys were in Texas, and I was mm-hmm. watching them over the weekend or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I we all me and Zoe went to Zia. It was just me and Zoe though, right? Or some shit like that. I remember Zoe was, or no, it was all, it was all of them mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, we went to Zia, and I um, bought the Goonies and Super Eight, mm-hmm. and we watched both of them, and they loved both of them. They're obsessed with the Goonies now, yeah, which is another iconic. Which is great. It was one of my favorite movies to watch. 
And so it was just cool seeing. It was cool finishing the Goonies, and they're like, run that shit back. Right. <laughs> Can we watch that again? And I was just like, fuck it, let's do it. And even when I restarted it and I was sitting there with them watching it, I was just like, damn, you can just restart it yeah. and watch it again because it's like easy to watch. There's it, there's no plot holes. There's just like you just fucking watch it. It's an hour and a half. I finally sat down and watched the whole damn thing. And it's just, it's that's talk about a film that holds up. I was like, fucking Thanos? <laughs> really? Those that's, are my some of my favorite movies is seeing people like fucking Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. It's like your ego Tommy now. Tommy Lee Jones could have been Kurt Russell. And, uh, oh, man. That was good. You came out of nowhere. <laughs> you came out of nowhere with that Tommy one. That Lee, was a, a young good Tommy one. A young, Tommy, a Lee young Tommy Lee. Fuck. The thing wouldn't have stood a chance, though. That's K. Right. The thing wouldn't have stood mm. a chance. Oof. He's so serious. Kurt Russell was serious. But he was cool. Yeah. He was very like, I see where he's coming from. Tommy kind of Lee Jones would have right. been uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell. Like uh, the girls were still fucking throbbing. Yeah, you know? Kurt, Kurt Russell was very uh, relatable in that film. Yes, McCready was very relatable yeah. as far as what Kurt Russell did. But Tommy Lee Jones, pre Men in Black, that would have been interesting to see. Because I'm right now, I'm reading Executioner Song, which they made into a film uh, with Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. So seeing, imagining Tommy Lee Jones as McCready would have been very interesting to see, which because the reason why I thought of Tommy Lee Jones is because young Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black Three is Josh Brolin, mm. and I was so I was just like because if Josh Brolin was older, that would have been Josh Brolin all yeah. the way, because mm-hmm. Josh Brolin was like probably early twenties in the Goonies, mm-hmm. but I still even though I love Thanos, I still think Sicario is his best. For Bro, sure, he's a period. fucking dickhead in Sicario, but Bro, nails it. He's you know he's not a dickhead. He's a United States government official. Right. That's a how dickhead. they all act. Exactly. <laughs> I'm about to say that's how they all fucking act. He's just like, and yeah, he, I can and, do and what and the fuck I want, and he nails it. He, he said, I can do what the fuck I want. I'm in the CIA. Sicario, that's like that is a that's like top ten of the decade. Easy, Sicario. With directed by Denis Villeneuve and Roger Deakins on the fucking cinematography, like that. There's no past. I did not like the second one at all. I don't remember it much. It, I isn't wa- it a revenge story with Benicio del Toro? It's a fucking um, the girl Emily Blunt's not even in it. I was like, okay, gorgeous. Have you seen The Quiet Place two yet? No, I want to watch both of them back to back though. I haven't watched any of them yet. But I've heard they were great. I heard the second one was great. The I heard first one. I heard the first ten minutes of the second one was outstanding. So I'm I'm excited. I do want to watch both. The of them. first one is a heart wrencher, dude. Mm-hmm. Heart wrenching. I, I really do because some of the greatest scenes you'll ever see in your life. There's one that sticks out in my head, and it is a mm-hmm. still seeing, in my seeing head. John Krasinski turn into a filmmaker. Is very exciting. He to did see. the fucking thug to him for him to make that and act in it. He did an amazing job acting in it, and then just and then directs the second one. I haven't seen either of them, but it's just awesome seeing his success as a filmmaker because he's a fucking cool dude. Like he's literally Jim, like the same you know. 
People who stay on shows that long are usually cool people. Because mm-hmm. they're not, like, super artistic. They're not like, I don't want to be known as Jim forever. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, whatever, cool, man. I'll just... I'll get paid off of that syndication yeah. and I'll go and direct films mm-hmm. and become fucking Tom Clancy, whatever the fuck he was. And Jack, that, Ryan. Jack Ryan. Was it Jack Ryan? Yeah, it's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Which I haven't watched. I'm yeah. just not a big fan of Tom Clancy's movies Mm-mm. or books. Mm-mm. I haven't read any books, but. I feel I like do. there's a certain type. I, I, now I wouldn't be a fan. I haven't read, I haven't read any of his I Tom read Clancy synopsis years. on the back and I'm like, synopses on the back and I was like, fuck this. Yeah, like, there's a type but, of person who reads those books. But without remorse was outstanding. Was it Michael B. Jordan? Like people, obviously, all Tom Clancy movies don't get good reception. But this one was not bad at all. But Michael B. Jordan as an actor is very hit or miss. So he definitely he hit. either hits or he misses. Except for Killmonger. No, he hit on that. That was a termite for me. He definitely, because he put a certain vibe on Killmonger that you didn't expect. So you like it was of, a complete flip from like Chronicle or even Oscar Grant. It was like he was just tactical monster. Not yeah, even a monster, he, but he was he just was kind very of driven. Yeah, he was very like well thought out. There was a like, it was a drive in him ta- that like was, you said tactical. He's very tactical. You everything. felt that when he was like he named all the places he's been deployed. Mm-hmm. Like and again, anytime he's a, he's a very smart yeah, villain. Which M- is like you graduated from MIT at sixteen. Like what? Which is also hit or miss to have smart villains. Yes, because you don't want to make them too smart. You know? Right. So, but I mean, when you got because T'Challa, or not want to say too smart. But T'Challa's a genius, so that w- that's why it worked. It was a good like you don't want to have like someone who's just fucking smart and that's why they're a villain. You know what I mean? Like that's that's. Uh, Hard to pull off, I guess. Right. Rob's crying because of Chadwick. <sighs> R.I.P. I forgot that he wasn't here for a second, man. I'm sitting here talking about Black Panther 2. Like it's... Talk about ruining my birthday. <laughs> because he passed away August 28th. The day before... The night before my birthday. It's about to be a year already? Next month is... 2020 was like 2018. When I saw the news... Because it was on Jackie Robinson Day, August 20th. Yeah, it was. And I was, and I just remember seeing the news, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, are you like? Because I thought it was like a joke. Because it was Jackie Robinson Day, and they showed a picture of Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson, and it said "R.I.P." And I was just like, "It's like Jackie Robinson, R.I.P." Right, yeah. right, right. And I was right. just like, "Whatever." But then I saw another post. I mean, it didn't even say "R.I.P." It was just a picture of Chadwick Boseman. And you I saw, know when people do that, that. And I was like, "Wait." I was I was taking a shit while mm-hmm, I found out, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Wait, whoa, 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 what the fuck?" Like this was like not a drill, and I was like, "Fucking Chadwick Boseman passed away." That was like finding out about Kobe, which started twenty twenty, remember? And then Chadwick, and then we lost we lost uh, some other famous Everybody. people in twenty twenty. A lot of people, some well known people, too many, but. But uh, I, I, who won the movie of well, the thing? We got off topic. Either uh, Morricone with the score, the subtle score, subtle subtle score. Which I don't say Not he won. Memorable. I don't want to say he won. Uh, it wasn't memorable to me. It set the tone, but it wasn't memorable to me. I at would all. say Kurt Russell. 
Or no, no Robotine. Robotine. So I was about to say, if you don't say special effects, you're tripping. Robotine definitely won the fucking. You're tripping if you don't say special effects because and because it, it's it's game. It was game changing makeup. Yeah. Like people try to reach for that level of special effect of makeup of practical effects using the fucking mechanical shit, whatever they did uh, to make all those shit happen when it pops out of the body and having the faces warp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That shit is insane to me. So yeah, definitely Robotine won the film for for makeup and special effects. The most disturbing yeah. shit you've never seen it before. Wouldn't have made the, it would it literally made the entire film. So without him, it would have changed the, the film. Mm-hmm. And I think it's awesome because it, when you see the credits at the end, it says uh, makeup and special effects. Created and designed by Robotine, so it wasn't even John Carpenter's vision. So seeing John Carpenter give creative, you know, ability to all to Robotine was insane. So, I'm pretty sure I used to have it on Blu-ray, and I think I if I might be making this up in my head, but I'm pretty sure I saw behind the scenes and they were showing the original sketch drawings mm-hmm. of his designs for this movie, and I was that's what impressed me i was like oh you had this in your head yeah some people kind of i not wing it but i'm assuming you could probably with something like as, nasty as, as, as it's the, happening yeah like you kind of like you know what let's do this but right like i'm sure his I haven't sketches, seen sketches were very to the t like mm-hmm. this is what came out like in having the movie. a vision yeah and, then, and it's, it's cool like i remember i actually do think i seen like the face where i know the face warping part the one i put on the mm-hmm. my poster that i made mm-hmm Go buy it on NathanMcGeorge.com. But seeing that, I remember being fucking mesmerized by it. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, because even when it came out, you know, people saw it for the first time, you know, people never seen shit. Like, there is no movie before that that has makeup like that. Never. There's no, even now, there's no makeup like that. I mean, maybe in, like I said. Because Cro- you don't really have to now. May- maybe in, like, Cronenberg films. Like, yeah. You'll see it in fucking Videodrome or The Fly or fucking Scanners or whatever. But when you see the thing, it's just you're, you're it's just now a seat because I was going to point out like that's why I kind of liked the prequel because it was the they did they make vi- it like black like they made it actually physical in the new one. What do you mean physical? Like the the thing? Yeah, is I was going to say it's way more mobile this time. Mm-hmm. It's very like. Alien that is like stronger, yeah. faster, like in the way that it hides this time is the it's way more disgusting this time. They definitely really? took it straight I, from. I guess I have to watch. I'm surprised I didn't watch it. They, they take it straight from say his name again. The Botin. I want to keep saying Poutine. That's why I didn't want to <laughs> say that because I know people, a lot of people say Botin because that's how it's like spelled. Uh, but it's Botin. Botin. What is he French? I don't want to say what he is, but I'm pretty sure he's French. Yeah, Botin. Botin, they definitely were like, if he didn't do this, the prequel, they were heavily, and heavily, they, they were to. like, they were like, we need the original, like, the vibe, the feel, yeah. like aesthetic. Because they did, they did, the face splitting this time was very. Oh, did? Oh, my God. I, I had, now I have to rewatch You have it. to watch it. But, yeah, the thing for me. Five stars, top three horror movies ever, and just as far and also five stars because it still holds up. 
like there you can't remake this you i mean you can but there's no topping this no like at all cuz you can still go back and watch and you'd be like yeah i kind of like the original better and and it's a and it's short they kind of tell a whole complex story and explain mm-hmm. what's going on in an hour but they 48 didn't draw, they, they didn't draw it out like, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was an ex- who is it? Who is it? Who is mm-hmm. you know, like the faculty when it was like we get it. <laughs> I forgot about the faculty. Faculty, dang that that that. What is that? It's not a subgenre, would it? I've I've seen a uh, snippets of that movie. The start. I've of, never watched. You've it never seen the faculty. No. I'm pretty sure that's a male Max film, that's isn't it? Robert Rodriguez. Oh, if he did, okay, that makes sense. Why it's so fucking good? That's the one with Josh, whatever his name is. He looks like Horn, Josh something. Yeah, he's that guy from the nineties in the early two thousands. That's his name. Yeah, we don't. Nobody knows his name. You just know he's his just face. The guy. Yeah, nineties. Y'all know who we're talking. He was the nineties teenager actor. Like he was in all the movies. Not Heath Ledger, the Josh other Hardnett. guy. Josh Hardnett. Let me see. So we're. That dude. <laughs> Let me see him now. What does he look like now? Oh shit! He, he looks exactly the same. Goddamn well. Yeah, that's what money does. He's like, I'm eating off of the faculty. Yeah, Thank you. Bitch, that's what money do. Have you seen that video? He just got a goatee now. But yeah. Who? Uh, what's her name? Who? Who was who? Yeah, you just Jordana mean. Brewster. Yeah. Jordana Brewster isn't there? She was in facu- the faculty. Yeah, of course she was. Mia. Mm-hmm. Mia Toretto. Toretto. I never knocked on no. nobody. Mia Connor. Now Mia Connor. <laughs> By the way, haven't also seen. Usher. <laughs> Usher's Usher. in there. Elijah He's on the Wood. poster. Elijah, Wood. Elijah Wood's in there. Elijah Wood. The the girl from She's All That is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't seen. Leah Duvall. The guy, the T2. The T, the guy who's Robert the Terminator. Patrick. He's in there. That's his name. Yeah, he you just he has that face where Selma Hayek was in there too. He has a face <laughs> where we just watched from dusk till dawn. Yes, so we remember how beautiful she still is, actually, because in uh, Hitman's wife's bodyguard, mm. I'm like, dang, you still fine. Yeah, that's insane. She's aging like a goddess. Yeah, money, baby. So, mm-hmm. and it's all real. Yeah, that's for sure. Shout out Mexican actresses. Brown don't brown. Brown don't brown. <laughs> Episode ten. Six. Fuck it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Th- what about you, Menda? What about the thing? Um, thoughts. Thoughts. The first time I watched it was with was with you was with Robert. Robert. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I thought it was. I thought it was good. I don't. I don't think that it could have been made in a better time, only because of the like the special effects. Mm-hmm. Now but, say motherfuck that bitch, babe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree. Like if this was made in ninety one or seventy one, yeah, there's it wouldn't have been seventy one. It would have been. Body Snatchers 2. 71, only I would have liked it. It would have, yeah. <laughs> it would have been Body Snatchers 2. I'm like, what is this garbage? I can see the string on the dude's back. Mm-hmm. But this was like the perfect. Mm-hmm. Where did I, sh- this is a better question. Where does this rank, I'm sure I can guess, in John Carpenter's films? 
fucking one, I guess. I only seen. I don't know how many movies of his I've seen. Okay, I for I gotta remember who I'm asking. Right, I don't be knowing directors. Cause I'm just like, I, Halloween's not up there though. This is probably number. Oh, he's Halloween. Halloween, he's the fog. That's what he's known for, dude. Ghost of Mars. That is what he's known for, isn't he? Christine. I love Christine. I thought that was Stephen King. That's crazy. Yeah, but he was, I mean, it was based off the book. Yeah. Of he directed it, but it was based off of Stephen King's book. Yeah. H2O. Basically, every Halloween. H2O is <laughs> lit, bro. Oh, and also, I want to say, since we brought up Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis is, Jamie Lee Curtis is the Dion Waiters of the fucking movie. Her voice at the beginning when she's explaining what's going on. No, that's Escape from New York. Never mind. She's also half man. Shout out Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, man. Freaky Friday, masterpiece. Uh, True Lies. Have you ever seen that? True Lies? With with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. That's back when she had the... Jamie Lee Curtis was... <laughs> was I remember being four years old, legitimately getting hard, because I remember walking in Curtis. on that scene, and I was like... This white lady's nice. Her and Sigourney Weaver are Sigourney neck Weaver. And neck. People be sleeping Her, on Sigourney Weaver, we, dog. They're, they're both in you again, Sigourney Weaver and. Of course they were. What and year? they're both hilarious. I love Sigourney Weaver. See, you saw it. I'll take a. You saw the flicker. <laughs> I uh. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll take. I think, as far as attractiveness and who I would wife up, Sigourney Weaver. I'll take Sigourney Weaver. Like mm. alien Sigourney Weaver. Mm. Even Sigourney Weaver now, bro. Have you seen her in Defenders? I was like, okay, Sigourney. No, I hit with the karate. <laughs> I wonder what her nickname is. Siggy. Siggy. Right, yeah. Siggy. Sig. Sig. Something like that. How you know that? Because you're reading first of all, it. Her name is Susan Alexandria. Oh. Sigourney Weaver. Cool. Sigourney Weaver sounds so much cooler. Yeah. Right. That's how she. That's why she. That's like Mariska Hagate. And but, then you got Robert Shelton and Nathan McGeorge. Man, we about to change our fucking names. No, dude. You got to stick with your name. What was that? The, Even if it's unmemorable. Robichaud. You got to make people my remember My name your is Robichaud now. That's my name. You got to you gotta make people remember your name. Because well, they're going to remember Robichaud. Because you, you remember Zach Galifianakis. Because of and, and you, it's because and you of were, the alliteration and, and of you it. You remember Giannis Antetokounmpo? They got to make their name great. You know what I mean? Because so anybody else would be like, I'm gonna change it to Zach Gal. You know what I mean? Something like that. So, because who the fuck is gonna waste time on a bad player? That's Giannis everybody who's famous has a cool name except for The Rock. That's why he calls by The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's why he has to put The Rock because this Dwayne Johnson. It's like, like, who dude, the fuck if, is that? That's if you anybody. don't get your factory working ass out of my <laughs> face, that's what it sounds like. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, by the way, run the rundown. When's The Rock going to start directing movies? Has he? He never will. I don't think so. He's just going to be that dude. He's a worker. He's just going to be that dude forever. He's just going to be working out. I wouldn't even want to see a, a film directed by The Rock. <laughs> that would be... What would it... it I wonder what the tone be, of it would be. It would just be autobiographical, I bet. Something about football. Something about failing, getting injured. Right. Something. I mean, what did he do? A gridiron game? 
Yeah. They, and we, they need somebody needs to make the the portrait of The Rock and how he's never gotten smaller throughout the years. <laughs> Even he's though he's only almost gotten 50, more jacked. And only, you know, he's almost 50 years old. Like, get the fuck out of here. He's, he's probably going to live into his late 90s. No, no way. The steroids he's taking, he's definitely going to die at 70-something. You think so? Oh, for sure. He's too big. No, he drinks tequila. And he is half black. Oh, yeah, he's going to die. <laughs> His heart going to give out. Or they're going to kill him. Who, the Illuminati? Somebody. Somebody's going to off him. Watch. It's going to be Rob. Speaking of Illuminati, that's what I, I watched American Horror Story, the Metro apocalypse. Boom is, Metro Boom is going to be, or Timbaland's going to be like, you got to kill the rock. And you're going to be like, <laughs> all right, man. Do you think I could kill the rock? You can sh- He's not fucking bulletproof. I don't know. I'll shoot him in the he fucking He pulled a helicopter and a truck together. Fuck your vest, dog. <laughs> I don't know, man. He pulled a helicopter and a truck together. That's true. And he fell 30 feet onto the ground and survived he the He also fall. tamed a fucking big-ass right. white gorilla. Yes. He also had one fucking leg. And, and from, from, what is that, skyscraper? Yes. yes. Love that movie, by the Get way. Get the fuck out. I guess so. <laughs> it's only, the fucking rock, the, man. Only the rock. He's only our fucking the rock. Kurt Russell. I'm like, I was sitting there watching the movie. I'm like, I want this movie to be bad. So bad. And it is bad, but it's good. Because he jumps and you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you're just like. <laughs> only the rock can can do that. And, and the building, stay relevant. And the bad guys are good. And the bad guys are Chinese. So you know I support that. Uh, What's your favorite The Rock movie? Man, The Rundown for sure. Rundown Get out of here, monkey. Get out of here. Walking Tall. That's Walking Tall? No, no, no. Your Rundown. But okay, Walking mine. Tall is pretty good. It's amazing. He got the shit beat out of him. Yeah. That was a real story, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was a remake. A remake or was it a real story? I know it's a remake. I don't know if it's a real it's story. It's a real story. I, mean, I think I heard that it was based on a true story. A guy went back to his old town and like, Tried to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But The Rock, The Rundown. I Do you remember that time we were watching some show or movie? And I was like, that's the, the, the quarterback for from The Rundown. At the beginning of the scene, we was at the club trying to get the championship ring from yes. the guy. Yes. And you were like, what? And then every, you and my brother were like, wait, it is. And you guys were, so, I remember that you guys were so impressed. By how much of a, by how, how do you much, remember this? By stuff? how much of a deep? Because he was in the movie for like four seconds, <laughs> and then I spotted him out. And I was like, "That's the guy from fucking the rundown at the beginning." Right. But but yeah, the 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 rundown for sure. Great. Fi- Wait, no, no, that was the rundown. You're right. You're right. I'm right. Mm-hmm. I was second guessing myself. But uh, Walking Tall is second Walking Tall for is sure. Second for sure. The what new movies has he done? Probably well, Jumanji. Doom, okay. Hey. Oh my God. That's number one. Hold on now. Woo! That's number one. Woo! With Carl Urban. You for, I didn't forgot about that. You, I forgot about that with Priest, man. Shit, with, with uh, the bad guy from Priest. Ooh. I, we Doom. have that on DVD too. Simplify, motherfucker. Doom. Shout out, Menda, for the Googles. That's Doom. Doom is top five. 
For sure. I don't know about one, but definitely top in top five. Definitely top five. Be cool would definitely be. He's hilarious. hilarious. No, I, let's do leading roles. Leading roles. Yeah. But still. Because if. Let's still did shout he out lead Be Cool. in Doom? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Because he's the fucking He rock. was the star. <laughs> Who was the co-star? Carl Urban. Okay. The judge, the new Judge Dredd. The new Judge Dredd. I call him Priest, the bad guy from Priest. He was really good in that movie. He's in fucking everything. Yeah. Carl Urban, he's been doing some work for a minute. He's funny, too. He's, he's in, in The Boys. He's in Thor Ragnarok. I'm Scourge. <laughs> was that a good Scourge? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> the Rock. What else we got? The other guys? I mean, I guess that's not... Not leading. Not no. Leading. What was that other cop one he did? Uh, I don't know. There was another cop rock movie? I, I'm, there has to be. I'm, I mean, oh, he's, for sure uh, he's, a, he's a DSA agent. He Joe? Snitch? He would, hold on. He was, Snitch is really good. Have you seen Snitch? G.I. Joe 2? Retaliation. I don't know. That's that might two. be two. That's two. But uh, what was two. that one? Fuck, I just forgot. Snitch? Channing Tatum dies in that movie. Really? In the second one? That was actually really surprising to me. I didn't know that. I he never got blown. It. I ne- I, I've seen that movie more times than I like to count. More he times than bl- you're proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about the second G.I. Joe movie. I'm trying to think of another. There was a rock movie with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. That, that movie. Was that was that's top five. That's overly violent too, right? No. That has a. Uh, his real name's Clarence. That dude. Yeah. He's yeah, in that. Yeah. All right. Um, his real name's Clarence. Why does everybody keep saying that? That's who he is. Fuck! Now it's, you made me forget his name. You Anthony Mackie. Yes. I I when I he first got a black ass name when too. I, when I first made a Twitter when I was like thirteen, my brother was like. Uh, Tweet that because I said, at Anthony Mackie, uh, this guy's an Avenger. His real name's Clarence. Did you tweet that? Yeah. I added him, too. That was like... You me. know you're that guy on mean tweets? Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. No, there was a mean tweet where they said that. This guy's an Avenger. His real name's Clarence. That they shit was going that? viral. No way. Yeah. I bet I you if you Googled it. I don't go on Twitter. so Nobody I goes on Twitter. But I, I remember, like, I said it. Because me and my brother have watched 8 Everybody's watched 8 mm-hmm. Mile. Especially the last fucking battle. Right. Where he fucking murders times. everybody. Yeah. One Pac, two Pac, three Pac, four. Or some shit like that. Yeah, see how you made your hands? You had to do that to rap. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has to do that. <laughs> you, you switch your hands. <laughs> your fingers aren't long enough to be pussies. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> go watch Eight Mile. Oh my gosh. Don't yeah why yeah man R.P. Brittany Murphy. I love her, dude. I loved her. I still love her. I don't care. She's fucking man. She was hilarious in uh, Just that Married. One, that one movie with Ashton Kutcher, Just Married. Mm-hmm. You tried to say it before me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie with Ashton Kutcher. Was right. She was hilarious in that movie with the fucking uh, beetle or the cockroach that fell from the ceiling. He was like, <laughs> and she's like trying to blow it. She's like, we we were on the way. To, oh shit! We were on the way to get coffee and we were in the drive-through and a fucking bee came in. That's and fucked up. Dog. Land, landed on the steering wheel. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I put it in park and I was like, Nate. 
He was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And uh, I, I grabbed the She mask. grabbed the mask and scooped it out and it just threw that bitch out the window. And just like, okay, rolled up the window. She was like, did it fly out? Did it fly out? And I was like, yes. You're supposed to pluck it. That's what I'll be doing. Oh. I pluck any, like, if it, no, it like, was on the mask and she just fucking threw that shit out, rolled up the window. You're supposed to pluck it, make it hit the right. windshield and real hard. That's, that's when the Dutch, Dutch girl's guy wants to walk up as soon as I roll up the window. <laughs> That's the worst part about like, going to those, fucking bee right, those right. restaurants. There's always bees right there by the drive through window. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, hand me my food through my slot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting this shit down. Because it'd be, like, be hornets shoot, and shit. Just toss that shit through the sunroof. Right. The fucking hornets and shit. I'm like, just put it on top of the car and I'll get it when I drive away. Whew. They should make something like that. What? Never mind. I don't want to. Like you know bank, what? Like the bank? I'm going to tell you after the pod my idea for this thing I want to invent, and I think I'm going to make some decent money off of it. All right. This is off the, the pod. The yeah. supposed to be Black Adam. Yeah, that's been that's talked right. about for like 10 years now. Yeah, why is that not a thing? It's going to be a thing, but it's why is that not a thing, thing already? Because it's going to be good. Because they want to <laughs> do it right because everybody likes Shazam. They're like, yo, we cannot I, fuck this and of up. of course he has to get fucking more buff. <laughs> They're just gonna. They should just CGI a fucking black suit over. over right. Something. That's probably what it's gonna. Well, no, they're gonna have to do like Shazam. Shazam. Did you like Shazam? That was okay. I didn't like how humorous it was. They should have made it like more serious. I get that's why the movie was successful, but I didn't like the vibe of it. No, no. Shazam is a witty guy though. Didn't like it. Is the character comic book character? He's really like. He's like that's his. He's a kid, so that was like it was hard to be serious. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I didn't know that. Later so, on. So I see it now. Like, <laughs> He's like 11 years old. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, the the timing and delivery of the Later jokes. on in the comics, he grows up and he's barely like... Because I played uh, Mortal, Com- fucked up. Mortal Kombat versus DC, the video game. He was serious in the video game. So that's my yeah. vision of Shazam. Mm-hmm. So That which, Shazam is different, though, because Billy has been... Shut up. Oh. Yeah. But... That game was fucking dope at Dave and Buster's. It was giving out fucking the Injustice game. Yeah, I was like, you giving out collectible they cards? Were like, they were like Pokemon cards for Mortal Kombat. Characters. Yeah, and you so can was pretty cool. put them back. You can bring them back to the game and use and the use, character. And that, like, that can oh, be your character. That's sick. And you can like level it up, I think, or something like it's that. It's pretty dope. Yeah. But how how deep are we? We're about, we're getting the, with structure now, We it probably should way shorter. So we had an hour seven. You don't have to give them an hour and a half. We might be doing an hour now with structure. We, we could do hours. It would be like quality, not quantity. Yeah. Because this was solid. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just end it up right here. We could do a positive outro. I don't have one, but if you want to just say some shit real quick, get your shit off your chest, son. Uh, go stream my album. That's what I want. Freestyle with your friends. Type that in. Actually, Freestyle just type in Just, just Rob, Rob DMV. DMV. Way easier. Go listen to the album. Go listen to Sunkissed. Everybody loves that song. That... Shit is great. Everybody so go, loves that song. go listen to Freestyle with Your Friends Volume 2 and 1. Check that shit out too, because yes. that shit's dope. But um, yeah, go stream it. Um, have a good day. And uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you're enjoying this structure so far because this is what it's gonna be. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying these conversations. We're giving y'all that, yeah. It'll only get better too. Right. So the thing, 1982, that's a wrap. Uh, next week we're doing Escape from New York. And it's going to be fucking dope. Yeah, I'm ready. I haven't seen that movie before. So if you heard, like, I'll probably have a lot more to say 
next week about Escape from New York. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the thing so many times, mm-hmm. and I watched it again, and I was like, it's not that it wasn't anything memorable. It's just like, it's such a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. You know, it's just like, damn, how do I fucking... And like we said, it wasn't a lot of dialogue. There's no dull parts. No, it was not a lot of... Like, even in the, the, the silent parts and, like, just, like, the little conversation, the long conversations we have that they that they have, um, the, you're just fucking intrigued and you're just mm-hmm. like, holy shit, like, what's gonna fucking happen? But a solid film, five stars. Five stars on Letterboxd, where we are, is that Nathan McGeorge and, and Joss, 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 Just Rob DMV on Instagram and Letterboxd. Yes, Nathan.McGeorge on Instagram, Nathan McGeorge on Letterboxd. Uh, none of the, go follow none of this really matters. Yes, if the pod follow. Please out, follow the pod page. Shout out to the people who don't know me, and are listening to the podcast because that's dope. They're following the those are the people who follow the page. Yeah, because that's pretty cool. Like, there's people I don't know or page other film pages that follow none of this really matters. Yeah, and it's like I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not, but at least following supporting the Instagram page that's pretty dope. Did you did you post the promo vid on? None of this really matters. Not yet. I should though. Yeah, I haven't. Definitely. I was gonna wait for the commercial. Yes. Okay. 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 But and I'm gonna post it on my personal one too. But yes. follow Patreon. None of this really matters. Go subscribe to the Patreon, please. It's only three dollars, and this comes out on Thursday. So wait till tomorrow when you get paid. So yeah, three dollars. It's that fucking. Ask your mom for three dollars. You got cash out in the family. So. Yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week with a new Peace. Peace.